Happy Tuesday! My name's Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome into, into the dungeon. Last week we left off, as shrew shrubberies ventured further into Phandalin, where they couldn't help but notice the gruesome display that had been erected at the town's entrance. Orchids, rotting and putrid, were impaled on pikes, serving as a macabre warning to any would-be attackers. The heads had been there for over ten days now, and the smell that wafts from them is unbearable, a pungent mix of decay and death that seems to linger in the air. Flies buzz around the grisly trophies, and crows perched on nearby rooftops add to the eerie atmosphere. As the party were walking along, they could hear whispers amongst the townspeople as they passed by, catching tales of loss and bravery during the orc raid. You notice that unlike your previous visits, the streets are patrolled by a group of militia, their faces weary but determined, a reminder of the ongoing fear that grips Phandalin. Phew. Yes, yes. I, I think this is uh, where we shoot pathways. Oh. oh, okay. You sure you don't want to come... To the Stony Laden, just to share a, a last meal. Perhaps we can uh, meet up later. I I sense the people of Phandalin need me. I should return to my shrine and see if I can assist the people in any way I can. Yes, of course, yes. That's that's fair. Well, um, we had a little trouble with one of our friends, um, Bernie. He had been afflicted by the curse as well, the one that gripped us, me and Thena. Would you be able to check him out for us? Yes, I'm sure if he comes to the shrine, I can assist him. Thank you so much for your kind assistance. No, no, thank you for everything, and for saving us, of course. Our lives are indebted to you. As is meant to you, be sure to pay me a visit, sure. Yes, well, 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 well. Yes, of course, uh, we'll go soon, and uh, after we wind down a bit, and we need to find Bernie and all that, uh, I'll, I'll see you soon, I'll see you soon. Farewell. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And Sister Girl walks off in the direction of the shrine. I turn around to my companions. Let's go to the Stonehill Inn. I need to talk to... to Toblem for a bit. We can have a quick drink, something quick to eat, and, and then we'll we'll carry on. There's a, there's a lot to do. Sounds good to me. So we want to make our way to the inn? You know your way there pretty well by now. And soon enough, you stood before the door. As you cautiously push open the heavy wooden door of the Stonehill Inn, a grim scene unfolds before you, which is a stark contrast to the inn's former lively ambience. This inn, which once had been a vibrant hub of activity and camaraderie, now stands in eerie silence, the weight of the recent turmoil evident in every corner. As you recall the Stonehill Inn, the modest two-story roadhouse, which unfortunately now has seen better days, you enter the ground floor consisting of a central common room, dominated by that long, rough-hewn wooden bar which stretches along one wall. The wooden floor, polished by years of use, bears scars from the recent battle. A broken chair leg here, cracked table there, and mismatched furniture hastily arranged to accommodate the few patrons who remain. The walls of the inn too are marred by the aftermath of the orc raid, with deep gouges and scorch marks that tell a tale of a fierce struggle. The fireplace which once had radiated with warmth and comfort, 
now stands blackened and charred from the flames of the raiders' torches. The air inside still carries the lingering scent of burnt wood and singed fabric, a reminder of the horrors that the town has endured. But amidst this solemn setting, the inn's half-baked bread and hearty stew fills your noses with a pleasant and welcoming scent, despite the lingering traces of smoke. It offers a comforting aroma that speaks of resilience and determination to rebuild. However, the air is heavy with an unspoken tension, shared grief that hangs over the remaining patrons like a shroud. A shrew and his shrubberies enter. The few patrons present glance up from the drinks, their eyes reflecting a mixture of anger and weariness. They sit at salvaged tables and chairs, nursing the drinks in silence, their conversations muted and somber. As usual, the bar is tended by Toblone himself. He bears the look of weariness which mirrors the state of his establishment. His weathered appearance, reflecting the concerns and hardships he has faced in Fandolin. You see his short, thinning hair is a dusty brown with streaks of grey showing through. And his face is bearing the marks of his age and stress, with weary lines etched around his eyes and mouth. You can see that his demeanour is indeed downbeat and rather concerned. Understandable given the recent orc attacks on Fandolin. You can see the weight of these events and the furrowed lines on his forehead, the troubled look in his eyes. But despite his concerns, you can see he's doing his best to maintain a friendly and welcoming demeanour for those few patrons that he's in, striving to offer them some sense of respite in these troubled times. I walk in, don't look at any other patrons in the face. A mix of guiltiness because of the fact that I wasn't here to protect the town, and also because I'm harbouring <laughs> an orc in disguise. Harbouring so, a fugitive. Yeah. So feeling, feeling a bit dishonest. But I walk on and walk up to the bar and sit on a stool. If there's one available. There is. Toblum! It's been a while. True. Yes. I'd ask how you're doing, but I mean, I can see it's... It's not the best of times. No, it's not. Once again, the orcs have come down to prey in the lowlands. Neverwinter doesn't send help soon. The orcs will soon over on Fandolin. They'll destroy everything we've worked so hard to rebuild. Are you expecting another attack? Oh, surely it's holy time. We took care of a band of cultists, orcs that worshipped Talos and were summoning a great threat in the Stone Circle in the Neverwinter Woods. They've been taken care of. I, I hope that that will deter future incursions here in Fandling. Well, I hope so. I've heard that Harwing has left town. Is this true? Yes, that he has. To what ends? He's gone to search for his brother Neverwinter. I mean, what for? Isn't Thandling in dire need right now for for a town master, a leader? You'd think. You should be careful, Shrew. Why? Well, there's some rumours here that some folk blame you for the attack. For, for the attack of the orcs here on Thandling? Yes, well, it happened whilst you were away, and some of the orcs were carrying posters with, oh. your, with your likeness on it. Yes, well, I can see how... They say you came to slay the dragon and instead brought an orc raid upon the town. Hmm, well. Whispers about him too, that you left Harbin's brother to die. Is that true, Shrew? No, that was his choice. I gave him the option to come with us, and he was too scared to leave his office. He left all his workers to die. He said that people from Neverwinter would come and rescue him. He's a coward, just like his brother. And the attack on Thandling was premeditated. Yes, they are looking for me, the orcs, because I've been a fawn on the side for all this time. 
They've put a fork in their plans. Stopped them from summoning. Well, they summoned him, but we killed him. They've been fighting all this time to, to try and get rid of this menace. But Harvey knew the orcs were coming. I warned him before leaving. I was to turn into a were-rat. I'd posed a bigger threat in and fundling than I did out of it. I needed to find a cure. Needed to look for Sister Gorel, which I have, and saved her from the clutches of this cult. Gorel has returned with you? Yes. And that she saved good. us, me and Thena. That is good news. Yes, indeed. We weren't running away or hiding. We didn't have another option but to leave. But I, uh, I assure you, we warned Harbing of this. We begged them to build up the fortifications. But I don't know what he's been doing all this time I've been gone. And you meant to bring back lumber to assist? Yes, but there was no lumber. All the lumberjacks were dead. The camp was destroyed. And Harvey's brother was hiding. A dark times we live in. Orcs. Dragons. <sighs> Listen, I know you guys have been through a lot, but this pales in comparison to an imminent attack by the dragon. And I fear that having a banquet in town isn't going to help. You can smell the stench of this town from Neverwinter. What do you mean by a banquet? You're going to attract unwanted attention with a smell of decay and death. As I say, I can smell this town from Neverwinter. What do you think the dragon's going to think? Well, he hasn't been around here. Well, hopefully he doesn't catch a whiff of this. Well, he will be here soon. Who's in charge here right now? Harbin left his guard. Damn it! That health guy. Yes, that's the one. He's in charge. He's overseeing business. Can't quite recall his name. Thalander. Thalander, that was it, yes. Thalander. And how has he been doing? Well, at least we have a militia now. Well, uh, this sounds to me like a reactive regime here. They were warned. They knew of this attack. And worse still, if I hadn't killed the Thunderbore, he would have come to Thunderling and wreaked even more havoc. Well, before the, the attack, preparations were being made to head over to Axholm, I believe it's called. Yes, and the Harbin's brother's suggestion and my persuasion. Harbin had no interest in leaving to, to Axholm. Fortunately, he should have taken that decision before, when I warned him that an attack was imminent. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not here to pass blame. I accept my own blame in, and responsibility in all of this. I just want to figure out what's going on and and how we're moving forward here. And you say that this guard is the one in charge now. I think I must talk to him. Although is Halia still around? Yes, Halia's usually down by the miners' exchange. Well, thank you. I'm so sorry for your loss and tragedy here. I just wish I could have done more, but... Well, at least you've brought Sister Girl back. Yes. That'll go some way with the town folk. I'll be back later, perhaps. For now, farewell. You're not staying for drink or some food? No, no, I... Would you like me to prepare room for you? No, not not right now. For when you return? Or are you leaving already? I don't... I don't know right now. That's, I've got to do a lot of thinking. I'll, I'll come back in a while. I'll, I need to speak with Halia at least. Hmm, Halia. Yes, Vengen. We'll... Calm down. We'll, we'll see her soon enough. Anyway, goodbye. Some odd fellows here tonight. Strange crowd. They don't seem familiar at all. The people here, the patrons here. You notice that there's a dwarf, which doesn't seem too out of place. Stout and rugged as dwarves are, with a braided red beard which reaches down to his chest. Seems to be wearing simple clothes. He's nursing a tankard of ale. 
occasionally glancing around the inn. You also notice that there's a halfling that you haven't seen here before. She sat there, seemingly lost in thought, wearing a traveller's cloak, quietly strumming some chords in her lute. Near the fire you also see that there's a gnome. Again, not really the sort of person you've seen in Vandalin before. She sat there, with a shock of wild auburn hair, wearing a colourful patchwork cloak and a floppy hat adorned with feathers. You can see that she's sat on this chair, with her feet swinging back and forth as she sips at a rail, and sees it in the corner table. It's a rather strange-looking elf, who immediately draws your eye with his striking appearance. Skin carries a pale luminescence with a subtle blue hint, reminiscent of the ethereal glow of moonlight. His hair is a deep raven black which contrasts sharply with his pale complexion. He's wearing a rather extravagant-looking cloak. He sat there, hunched over a thick, leather-bound tome. Quill feathered and tipped hovers in his hand as he, you see him transcribing notes. Those are the four patrons you see in this tavern, which is usually rather fuller and more upbeat, full of life. Oh, odd indeed, Fabian. Odd indeed. I'm just going to go. I'm going to turn around and make for the door. Where are we heading to, Shrew? To Halia. I think it's time for, for conversation here. Need some answers. And with that true shrubberies, leave the stone hill in and start making their way to the miners' exchange. Do you approach the stone structure? You see its walls marred by the scars of the recent orc raid. Cracks and chips in the stonework bear witness to the violence that recently erupted. Its wooden sign hanging above the entrance also shows signs of damage. But despite the exterior damage, it seems to have weathered the storm, standing as a testament to Fandalin's enduring spirit. As you enter the miners' exchange, the air within carries a subtle hint of aged parchment, ink and candle wax, the signature sense of diligent record-keeping. The room is sparsely furnished, with a central wooden desk strewn with papers and scrolls, shelves along the walls holding the ledgers and books, their pages filled with meticulous records of mining claims and water rights. You see dust motes dance lazily in the dim light, which filters for the slightly damaged windows. The place is empty, save for one individual. At the far end of the room stands Harlia, calculating human woman of breathtaking beauty, possessing a commanding presence with the long auburn red hair intricately plated and cascading down her back. The striking features framed by the plaits are complemented by a pair of sharp emerald green eyes. You see that unlike last time you were here, she's adorned in exquisite leather armour, which accentuates her figure without compromising her mobility. This is finely crafted leather, featuring subtle embossed designs reminiscent of the natural world, from winding vines to delicate leaves. It's clear that every aspect of her attire, much like her demeanour, as you came to learn, is calculated and purposeful. As you enter the exchange, Alia's gaze lifts from the document she is scrutinising, and her lips curve into a subtle but knowing smile. Her voice as she addresses you is as smooth as her appearance, and carries a tone of authority tinged with a hint of intrigue. Oh, shrewd darling, you've returned. You've brought your handsome friend with you. Yes, yes. Mean beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. We are here. First of all, glad to see you're safe. Do you know the whereabouts of Bernie, by any chance? Of course. You entrusted Bernie to my care, didn't you? Yes. Well, let's say uh, he's contained. Okay. Uh, whereabouts? He's in the back office. Is he alone? <laughs> yes. In a cage. Mm. Okay. He well... turned full rat, I'll have you know. Oh, that's un unfortunate. Rather unfortunate. I hope you brought Sister Garel back with you, because there's nothing more I can do for him. Yes, she's safe. She's returned to her shrine. Hopefully, yeah, she can cure him. Hopefully, I knew you could do it, True. Yes, well, 
It wasn't easy, and obviously, Fenner Fabian here helped. And a friend, Murkobir. That's an odd name. Mm, indeed. I hear that Harving fled. <laughs> Didn't I tell you he would flee, darling? Oh, I knew it all along. At the first sight of danger, no doubt. Of course he did. I knew it would happen, but at least the guard that's in his steed now actually listens. We have a militia now. He's got more sense than that Wester ever had. Is he easy to talk to? Would he, would he reason? Well, he's easier to reason than Harbin, but that's not difficult. Hmm. How come you are not in charge? I thought a powerful and strong woman like yourself would jump at the chance of taking over Fandling. Oh, you flatter me. No, I mean it. Well, as long as there's never winter guards here, suppose they want to rule. Harbin is not fit to be town master if he returns, if he even made it to Neverwinter. <laughs> and doesn't the town get to decide who's town master around here? Well, we come under Neverwinter. Hmm. Say, did you manage to retrieve those items I asked for you? I have a pouch full of gold waiting for you. Yes, yes. They're right here. What did you want them for, if you don't mind me asking? Well, they were mine. Oh. A shipment that I had requested and unfortunately went down with the ship. Hmm. A lot of ships had gone down. I take it you've handled that too, then? Yes, we took care of Oesco, that was. At the lighthouse there, um, luring ships to the untimely destruction and the death of the poor occupants. Thankfully, they had captured Sister Gorel and were transporting her to, to use her as a sacrifice. A sacrifice, yes, you say? Yes, to summon the Thunderbore. Hmm. We put a swift stop to that and killed the Thunderbore. But I hear talk of people blaming me for, for, for this tragedy that has befallen Thunderling. Well, you know, the orcs came looking for you. Yes. I wouldn't think too much of it. You've returned with Sister Garel. I'm sure that sooner or later you'll return with the head of a dragon. Quite a resourceful little halfling now, aren't you? She places a large pouch of gold on the counter. Thank you. I, I'm surely going to need this. It's a hundred gold, as agreed. I held up my end of the bargain too, you know. Did you? Yes, I sent two of my finest men to Axholm. Your friends insisted on travelling with them. It doesn't surprise me. Did they make it back alive? Mm. Alas, they have not. What? No, I sent two more men two days ago. I don't know what the delay there is. Oh no. Damn it! Why, why, why do they have to stick their noses where... Where they shouldn't? They're not ready for this kind of adventure, not yet. Oh, you know them as well as I do. They can't resist the mystery. Well, you should have stopped them. You know how squishy they are. Well, they were with two of my finest men. Well, if they're in trouble, not I'm that sure. fine by the looks of it. Well, I don't know what's happened there. D did your men come back to? No, no. I said they haven't returned. I sent two more men to find out what happened. So there's six missing people now. At present. Damn it! But I suppose the good thing is that if you've taken care of the orcs, then there's no need to. Abandon Fandolin, unless the dragon decides to launch an attack. Well, uh, I was telling Toblin back in the inn, the dragon will be attracted by this stench, this smell of death, these decaying corpses. Now, I don't know much about dragons, but I think they're more lured by gold than death. Yes, but if he's hungry, he smells prey. Well, a corpse is hardly prey. He's been taking livestock and God knows what else. I don't know, I think this... He can feast on whatever he wants. You're going to want to feast on 
or corpses. I don't think whatever this is supposed to be doing is helping. The town smells and looks like a graveyard. Yes, you've been attacked by orcs, but we don't need this kind of atmosphere here. We should clear this up. But anyway, you're not in charge. Clearly. I'll have to talk to the guard. Not yet, anyway. What do you mean? Well, hopefully Harbin doesn't return, and then I will make a case for myself. I know Fandlin well. I know the lands around it. I would surely make a better town master than him. Hell, even Bernie in Ratform would make a better town master. <laughs> too true, too true. Well, if you need help with that, let, let me know. Uh, I'll do what I can. I might not be the most popular around these parts right now, fortunately. The risk in my life for the town, but if I can help in any way, I, I will. I'll keep that in mind. I'll let you know as well if any news comes back from your friends. Yes, please do. Can we see Bernie now? <laughs> of course. She goes off into the back, returns with a cage with a giant rat inside. Well, here's Bernie. I shall take him if it's okay with you. Be my guest. Is the cage on like wheels or something, which we can roll out, or we have to carry this? You'd have to carry it. Actually, bearing in mind you're carrying that chest as well. The one from Vandalin. I can lend you a cart if you want, or a wheelbarrow. Yes, please, please do. There's one just outside. Help mm. yourself. Very well. So we make the whole thing where we load the the cage onto the wheelbarrow, the cart, and wheel it over to the shrine. So shrew shrubberies make their way over to the Shrine of Luck. As you get there, you can see that it's a modest wooden structure, weathered by time and the elements, adorned with various trinkets and tokens of good fortune, suspended from its eaves and walls. It's colourful ribbons, horseshoes and rabbit's feet, dangling in the breeze, covered in soot, slightly charred, but creating a gentle tinkling sound that fills the air. The centre of the shrine is a simple stone altar, upon which rests a delicate porcelain figure of Timora, the goddess of luck and good fortune. A serene visage exudes a sense of serenity and positivity, radiating a feeling here of safety and assurance. Kneeling before it, you see Sister Gorel. <coughs> Excuse me, Sister Gorel. Sure. Yes. I did not expect to see you so soon. No, yeah, I know, but there's a pressing concern. I, as I told you, my friend Bernie here needs tending to. Would you mind? Hmm. He's full aware at, though. I, I hope it's not too late. No, it should be okay. Mm, good. You can leave him here with me. It might take a little more time than with you and Fenna. W will you be safe? Yes, yes. He's in a cage. Are you sure? Positive. I will rid him of this curse. And I'll get a bed ready for him. Let him rest and recover. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'll come back in the morning to to see him. Very well. If you need anything, look at... Well, I'd look for me somewhere around town. I don't know where I'm going or where I'll be. We should be all right, you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. See you soon. Where are we off to now, then? Well, I think we need to talk to the town master. Or the town master in standing. That elf guy. Let's go to the town hall. So you depart the Shrine of Luck. Make the short walk over to the town master's hall. This hall, as you recall from your numerous visits, is a sturdy stone structure that, despite its scars, retains an air of authority and resilience. A symbol of governance in the town. Bearing witness to both its triumphs and, more recently, its struggles. The exterior constructed of rough-hewn stone, with patches of discoloured mortar, marking places where repairs have been attempted. 
The pitch wooden roof, once immaculate, now bears traces of soot from the oak raid. The rear of the building, the bell tower which rises above the roof line, is damaged and silenced. The front of the hall features a wide, heavy wooden door with iron fittings, which on your previous visits has been closed, but today is open. Next to the front door stands that job board that you frequented in your earlier visits to Fandolin, which once featured a sparse number of notices and jobs. However, the raid has taken its toll on this humble board too, leaving it empty and damaged. The wooden surface bears scars from weapons and flames, on what remains of the parchments that were once pinned to it are now charred and tattered. The emptiness of the board, serving as a stark reminder of the challenges that Fandolin faces, with the focus now shifting from minor tasks to ones of more immediate concerns, those of survival and recovery. Ashru Shrubbery is heading inside. Well, I'm knocking on the door as I've come accustomed to doing first. As you stand at the doorway, you can see inside the Town Master's Hall. It's a space that exudes a sense of subdued authority and purpose. And despite the scars of the Orc Raid, the hall retains a certain gravitas that speaks to its role as the heart of governance in Fandolin. At the far end of the hall stands Stalander, the vigilant elf guard of Neverwinter, and who you've now learned is overseeing the town of Fandolin. You see him standing there with a demeanour as graceful as the whispering winds through ancient forests, as he stands embodying the timeless elegance and wisdom of the elven race. His long silver hair rests gently upon his shoulders, like a shimmering waterfall. His striking presence is marked by his tall and slender frame, adorned in the armour and attire of his city, symbol of his unwavering commitment to safeguarding Fandolin. You can see that his armour is made of polished steel, etched with elven motifs that pay homage to both his heritage and his allegiance to Neverwinter. The centerpiece of his attire, a finely crafted breastplate, adorned with the emblem of Neverwinter, three white snowflakes contained in silver and blue halos. He looks over towards you and beckons you in, and upon entering you find yourself in the central chamber, with high vaulted ceilings supported by stout wooden beams. The stone walls, while marred by the battle's aftermath, still hold an air of unwavering solidity. This room is sparsely furnished, and like the tavern, bears the marks of both damage and makeshift repairs. Wooden tables and benches are scattered throughout, and at one end of the chamber, a raised platform serves as a makeshift dais. It's from here which Harbin would typically have convened to address the community prior to the dragon's arrival. Above it, a large ornate tapestry, once depicting the town's crest and its ideals, now hangs in tatters bearing the brunt of the raid's destruction. Come in, come in. True. I do as I say, and I, and I walk in. Yes, uh, Thunderling. Thunderlinger. Uh, Thalander. Oh, oh, yes, of, of course. Thalander. 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 That's it. Thalander. How have you been keeping? Oh, it's been wonderful. We've had a big party, and oh, the town is all merry, and... Very funny. What do you think? Surely you've seen... I, I was asking for your well-being, in. not the general sentiment of the town. I, I, I have seen the town. Jeez. Anyway, I, I, I can tell you're not one for small talk. I'm just going to get straight to the point. Did Harbin abandon the town? Harbin made way to Neverwinter. Did he abandon the town? No, he's not abandoned the town. He's gone in search of his brother and to return with more soldiers. I have this with me. And I present... The chest that I found in the camp, the one we attacked. What is this? I found this in a camp in the tribal trail. I, I stumbled upon these thieves that had attacked a cart. And as the cart got away, they dropped this chest. Upon opening it and inspecting it, I figured it belonged to Fandling and perhaps to Hobbing Wester's cart. 
They say everyone got away safely, but they left the chest behind. I figured I would return it. It's not mine. I don't want it. And this is Hobbins, you say? Well, it has certain insignias inside, and it seemed to reflect Thundling, and perhaps Hobbin. I hope Hobbin made it through Neverwinter. This is not good news, but I thank you for bringing this back. I'll make sure the people of Thandalin know that you return this. Is the expedition to Axon off? Well, given the attack on Thandalin and the losses we've incurred, we thought it best to remain here. You don't fear another attack? Well, those orchids on the entrance should keep any attackers away. We can defend ourselves. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if having orchids all around town is the best way to... I mean, people here are having a hard time. Orchids littered around town and on spikes and smelling like death and decay aren't helping. Well, it reminds them of our victory. Our victory? And reminds the orcs that we will kill them if they come back. I don't think it's reminding anything of any, anyone of anything other than death and despair. And not to mention, it may attract unwanted attention. Dragon? Are the beasts of the forests? I would take them down. Now they've been there quite a while. Yes, I we can tell by the stench. We haven't had any interest in them, as you say. As of yet, no. May I sit down? Yes, you and your companions may sit. What brings you here? Harbin will not be pleased if you are here when he returns. I don't give a shit about Harbin, let me be frank. I'm here because for more than a ten day I've been risking my life and I've killed quite a few walks myself, dealt with a cult, dealt with a thunderbore that was an imminent attack to Thundling. What's a thunderbore? Was a great beast summoned by the Anchorites, by the cult of Talos. His aim was to decimate Fandling, and we stopped it. Well, they tried. Well, you would have had a much worse time if we hadn't stopped the summoning and killed the Thunderbolt as it rose. Trust me. Is that why the orcs are after you? Yes, the orcs have been after me for a while now, since I've been trying to rid Thunderling of them and of their threat. Not the orcs entirely, the cult. This is the doing of an evil cult. Hellbent in taking over Thandling, Neverwinter, all the surrounding areas. I don't know if you have anything to do with the rumors that are circulating town. There's been word. But I do not appreciate my intentions. I don't think it's so much your intentions, it's more that the orcs came here looking for you. They came here to take over Thandling. It was bound to happen anyway. You were meant to be leaving to Axon. You were meant to be safeguarding the town. Building defences, I came here and warned you guys. I warned Hobbling many a time. Well, the town is safe. And thank the gods we were not attacked on the road. Can you imagine how many we would have lost if we were a caravan in the wilderness, in the midst of winter? Besides, we have no information yet on Axon. We don't even know if that's safe. So it's a good thing we were here, that we could defend ourselves within the town that we know. It's a good thing I stopped the Thunderbolt when I did, or there wouldn't be any town. I'm here, I'm just getting a few things together and I'm going to kill the dragon. Do you have anything to say about that? About what? About going to kill the dragon? Yes. You know how to kill dragons? Yes, I, I mean, I kill them every day. That is a favorite pastime of mine. No, I don't know how to kill a dragon. I've never killed one in my life. But someone has to do it. Standing around here in Fandling, we're not going to get it done. I'll figure it out. If you've come for... Supplies, or to stock up, as you say, 
to get a few things. I'm afraid you'll find Fandolin in short supply of yes, pretty much everything. As always, of course. Listen, you have everything under control here, right? Everything is dandy. You don't need my help for anything. Well, if you're going to kill the dragon, that would be a great help. Well, I'm not going to kill the dragon for you, am I? I haven't asked you to. I'm talking about Fandling. Fandling is okay, right? We're still standing. You have it all under control. It would appear that way. We now have armed men on the streets, keeping look, keeping watch. Something that perhaps should have been done earlier. Right. So I am not needed here. Well, I'm not here to give you any work, if that's what you're asking. No. You don't work I'm, for me? I'm not asking for work. I'm just asking if I am needed here in Thunderling. Well, I guess that's very much up to you. Very well. Well, I'm, as I said, I'm not here to give you work. If you want to help out, you're more than welcome to. At the moment, we're low on supplies. Yes, but I don't well, think that's, there's much you can do there. No, no. My times as an errand boy are, are truly over. Look, I just want to say something before I leave. For the record, my intentions here in Thunderling have always been to safeguard the town and its people. You never see eye to eye with Harving because he seems like a coward. And he seems like there's only one interest in his mind above everything else, and that's himself. His safety. I've put my life at risk, always in the interest of this town, when really I don't even live here or belong here. I come from the Mere of Deadmen, and I'm tasked with killing this dragon to restore order to the wilds around this place. All of this I am doing with my friends here. Something I surely would never be able to do alone. Fabian, Fena, and even Murgub. Perhaps it is time we start looking past our differences and start finding alliances with those that are closest to us, and perhaps. Perhaps we... Well, you could lead Fandling to a more prosperous future. You feel a heavy hand on your shoulder. You turn and see Murkub in his disguise. His face wrought with concern. He stands there silently. Just gives a very slight shake of his head. I look back at him. Don't, I whisper. Don't, don't worry. Now's not the time. I know, don't worry. <laughs> I am not going to reveal you. Not yet. As I said, I haven't questioned your motifs, or your motivations for being here, or for having acted in a way that was to put Fandal in danger. You asked if I'd heard the rumours, and I simply told you I had. No, that's... It's more the fact that they were looking for you. It's, it's okay, it's okay. It has nothing to do with it, but I have put a lot of interest in this town, and perhaps ill-placed, in a way. I'm not really needed here. But I am needed elsewhere. Oh, after tonight, I think I'll bid farewell and go on the last leg of my journey. Up to ice by a peak, kill the dragon and hopefully retire back to the Mere of Deadman. All I wanted to know is that you had everything under control and the interest of the people in heart. Well, of course, the interest of Fandlin is in my heart. Very That's well. why I'm here. Very well. If enough men come back with Harbin... We'll make sure we send some aid up the mountain. I wouldn't put my faith in Harbing. Don't worry about it. He, like his brother, are cowards. They put their lives before anyone's. They put their interests first. That's not a person fit for ruling a town. You should look elsewhere. Well, that would be for Neverwinter to decide, not for me. Anyway, I've said my piece, and I shall be leaving. Farewell. 
Enfin, ouais, je suis ouais, je, je, je appelé Zorf, c'est ça. Je veux aller à Bothan's store. Je veux pas aller dans le store, je veux juste regarder outside. Je vois William. Vous faites le short walk over to Bothan's supplies. Et soon enough, vous approchez le wooden building, its sloping roof and exterior, bearing a few cracks in the walls that hint at the violence it has witnessed. The windows, which were once gleaming with polished glass, now clouded with dust and soot from the recent attacks. The swinging sign that hangs above the entrance, now doing so precariously from only one side, as it too appears damaged from the raid. You can't see William outside, but you know that there was like a small stable around the back where he had put William. I pick up my pace and go and look at the back. Sure enough, you see William there. <laughs> Don't worry, I wasn't going to kill another Jeez. potential steed. Oh, William! I cast speak with animals instantly. William! Oh, it's such a relief to see you. I was fearing the worst for a second. Friend! Oh, William. I've missed you. You see him munching on some hay. Sort of cocks his head at you. Good to see you. Yeah, and you too. Just came to say farewell, William. I'll be going soon and I don't know if I'm coming back. You see, we need to kill a big, big, big monster. A big, a big dragon. Hmm. Mm. Hopefully I'll, I'll make it back. And I'll see your, your beautiful face again. If I don't, stay well and live your life, William. You're a great steed. A great beast and a great friend. He nuzzles his head against you. I kiss his head. <laughs> Rub him on the behind the ear. Like if he were a dog. Sort of shakes his head playfully. Seems to have enjoyed that. Goodbye. I get some hay and stuck it in his trough as a farewell treat. And I leave. Well, I think it's clear that we are not really needed here. On top of that, I said it. I'm not comfortable hiding Murkup. I don't think he should be hiding. And I'm not happy lying to the town either. Oh, we haven't really lied to anyone. Well, we haven't said the truth, which is the same. But you are right, Fabian. It is not safe for him. And I don't wish to put his life in danger. I did say it was a bit soon. Yes. I've already said you were right. Stop rubbing it in. Just like hearing it. Anyway, I'm not comfortable here anymore. Do you think we should get some supplies? What supplies do you have in mind? I was thinking of going to Adabra's. Other than that... Adabra should have some some potions, I would hope. Yes, they don't sell potions here. And I don't think we need anything else. Other than a good night at the Stonehill Inn. Well, what time is it? It's about five in the afternoon now. You've got time to make it to Adabra's and back. I, I don't think... I want to stay in the Stonehill Inn tonight. Perhaps Adabra could offer us some... Another bed roll. I was looking forward to a good night. Yes. Could be our last in the bed before... Facing that damn dragon. Perhaps, perhaps, but I'd rather get away from this town if I'm being honest. It doesn't feel the same, Fabian. I'm not comfortable here. I'd be keen to speak to that gnome whistle. Perhaps they've got news of Nomengard. Segurjan did say for me to return there. Oh, don't worry, we will go. We know the way. What is it you want to ask the gnome? If she's come from Nomengard, if she brings any news. Well, I, I won't stop you. I'll, I'll get ready to leave and... You can go and speak to her if you wish, but please be quick, I, I just, I just want to leave, I, I, I want to get on with this. I miss my, my swamp, um, I never thought I'd say it, but I miss Cinemus, and if we're not ready now, we, 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 we never will be. On the way to, to the peak, 
we will stop by Adavras, we will stop by Nomengard, and then, well, hopefully we are victorious. Do you think we should check up on Dazzle and Norbus? There is no time, I, I don't know how. It could take days, or weeks. They could all be dead already. I hope they're not, but it might be a fool's errand, and we need to take care of this dragon. We don't know when it will strike next. Perhaps. I mean, it's not too far, but I suppose if Harley's best men are with them, knowing them, they've probably set off some trap, and they're stuck, and the two new men she sent will get them out. And if they don't, we can always do so on our way down, but we can't have this dragon unleashing hell any longer. We are ready, I think. It's... At some point we're gonna have to do this. It's better now, as soon as we can, and not let it fest anymore. Let's deal with this. All right then, but I do want to make that quick pit stop. I, I'm intrigued by that now. Yes, go ahead. I'll wait for you outside of town. I think I've talked to everyone I, I needed to. Do you want me to accompany you, sure? Or should I go with Fenner? So do you, Fabian. I'll be fine, and I'll just be waiting outside. I take it. You probably want to wait outside too, Murkova. Oh, Why? it would be good. Probably best. So Fabian and Fenner head back to the Stonehill Inn, while Shrew and Murkub await on the outskirts of town. Upon entering the tavern, they make their way straight to the snow. Oh, pardon me. I couldn't help but notice uh, another gnome here. Oh, ah, yes. Britain's my name. Who might you be? Well, I'm Fenner, and this is Fabian. Do you come from Nomengod? Well, yes, indeed, I do come from Nomengod. Actually came here to bring a message from our kings, Merkley and Kobolds. They told me to look out for a halfling, one with fiery red hair and a fiery moustache. I saw a halfling come in with you before, but he was bald, as bald as the full moon. Actually, he, he had fiery red hair. Why were you sent here? Well, the kings say that they may have something to help you defeat the dragon. Is that the very same halfling that was a gnome god? Yes, that was him. What exactly do you have to kill this dragon? I'm just a messenger. I've done my job. I have not told the secrets of the kings, but I was just sent here to bring word in case in case the halfling was here, and I'm glad that he is. My task is now complete. I'll be heading back there tomorrow if you care to join us. Where is your friend? He's waiting for us outside town. We're heading over to Adabras. We'll let him know. Well, that's great news. I'll finish my drink and spend the night. I'll be heading off in the morning. The windmill is on my way anyway. If you care to travel together, if not, hopefully we'll see you there. The corner table, that elf with pale luminescent skin, takes notice of this conversation between the two gnomes and this human. He gets up from his chair, makes his way over. His robe appears to be a living tribute to the night sky itself. Rich tapestry of dark hues, black, blue and deep purple, interwoven to mimic the expanse of a starry night with tiny silver and sapphire embroidered stars twinkling amidst the fabric, almost creating the illusion of constellations dancing across the cosmos. His robe flows gracefully as he moves. Its hem seems to ripple like the surface of a tranquil night lake. I couldn't help but overhear word of a dragon. Are you to fight this dragon? Oh, that's the aim. Us and our friends outside. Hmm, that is a noble cause. I've actually been searching for people in an on a noble cause, on a quest of good, I wish to assist in some way. Now, I'm not a fighter by any means, I'm not insinuating that I join you. <laughs> Far from it. I wouldn't be much good in a battle. But I know a thing or two about adventuring. 
I have some items that perhaps could assist you and your friends. They're of no use to me. I'm no good with weapons or armor. If you would care to join me upstairs in my room, I wouldn't want people to see these items that I'm carrying around, particularly given the situation in town. They seem to be rather lacking in certain things. But if you're going off to fight a dragon, I'm sure you can make better use of this than I can. It would be good to help somebody before I head off on my travels again. I'm going to roll an insight check for Fenner and Fabian. Fenner and Fabian sense no need to question the stranger. He seems to be genuine in what he's saying. And they're intrigued to see what, what he has for them. And so they follow him upstairs to his room. These are the items I was talking about. I'm sure you're familiar with these. These are free potions of superior healing. <laughs> these would come in very handy. Are you sure you can part with these? As I said, I have no use for them. I also have these as well. And he presents a piece of leather armor, finely crafted, which seamlessly blends form and function. It's made from high-quality leather, sourced from supple and well-tanned hides, dyed a deep, rich brown that exudes an air of natural elegance, surface adorned with intricate tooling and embossing, forming patterns reminiscent of swirling vines and leaves, which give the armor a touch of organic beauty. The craftsmanship is impeccable, Every seam and stitch expertly executed to ensure a snug and comfortable fit for the wearer. It's clear that both practical aspects of protection and visual appeal of the armor were meticulously considered during its creation. As he hands it over to Fabian, he notices that it carries a subtle, earthy aroma of well-maintained leather, a combination of fresh hide and a faint hint of oil used in the tanning process. It feels surprisingly lightweight to the touch, and its surface smooth, thanks to the quality of the leather and the skilled craftsmanship that went into its creation. This is... Please, take this as well. I have a full set. There's the armor, the shield, and the scimitar. He presents a shield, both sturdy and well-crafted, designed to offer both protection and a touch of rustic charm. It's made from a thick and resilient oak wood, which has been expertly treated and reinforced to stand the rigors of combat. The surface smooth and polished to high sheen, with the natural grain of the wood shining through. The wood has a warm, honey-brown hue, invoking a sense of natural beauty and durability. And along the outer edge of the shield, a wide band of dark leather is securely fastened, not only enhancing the shield's strength, but providing a comfortable grip for the wielder. Adorning the front of the shield is an intricately carved motif of intertwined vines and leaves, alluding to the shield's connection to the natural world. These delicate carvings are painstakingly etched into the wood, creating an eye-catching design that adds a touch of elegance to its rustic appearance. The vines and leaves seem almost to come alive when viewed from different angles, almost as if the shield itself is a living forest. Handing over the scimitar, your new friend explains that this is a magical weapon. This is a scimitar of wounding. It's quite a powerful weapon, but as I said, I'm no good in combat. At least not with weapons. I know a thing or two about magic, and this weapon is quite powerful. As Fabian grabs the blade, he notices that it is exquisite and bears an air of enchantment. Its curved blade forged from a dark polished steel, which shimmers with another worldly luster. The blade's edge carries a crimson hue, which seems to pulse with a faint energy. The hilt of the scimitar is wrapped in a deep black leather, which feels cool and smooth to the touch. The pommel adorned with an intricate design, depicting a coiled serpent with piercing emerald eyes. As Fabian inspects it, he seems impressed that this is a remarkably balanced weapon, and one that feels surprisingly lightweight and with the leather-wrapped hilt which is comfortable to the grip. His hand almost seems to find itself naturally upon it. As he swings it around, 
and moves with an uncanny ease and precision, responding to his intentions with an almost intuitive quality. These gifts are amazing. We have nothing to repay you with. As I said, I'm just looking for worthy, worthy people to take them on. I've got no use for them, and I wanted to find somebody on a noble cause to assist. It seems that fighting a dragon would certainly tick that box. But we don't even know your name, and you've been so kind and generous with us. My name is Crafferin. Crafferin Nightbreath. It's a pleasure to meet you. Please, I insist, take these and put them to good use. If I can assist in any small way in assisting you fell that dragon, then I am happier for it. I wish you good luck. You've been too kind. Where are you heading off to next? Perhaps if we see you again someday, we can repay this great debt that you've placed upon us. No, no, please, it is no debt. I don't know yet where my travels will take me. Perhaps Leylon, and then possibly Neverwinter. Who knows? But as I said, I'm just happy to play a part and see these items go to somebody who can actually make use of them. As I said before, best of luck. And with that, Fenner and Fabian make their way out of the tavern and in search of Shrew. After a short while, Shrew, you notice your companions returning. They seem to be carrying quite a few things with them. Shrew! Well, well, what is all of that? I knew we, sh- we should have gone back to speak with... Did the gnome, gnome give that to you? No, not the gnome, but actually the gnome was searching for you, Shrew. Really? What, what did she want? She brought news from Gnomengard. I knew it was odd to see a, a gnome here. I hadn't seen one before. Well, we're heading there anyway, so... She said that the, the kings had sent for you. Right, yes. Well, really? What do, what do they want? They say they may have something to help you kill the dragon. Oh, that's fantastic news. That the kings and, and those gnomes are ever so generous. We surely must make our way there. I told her that we would be at Adabra's. She mentioned she's heading back to Nomengard tomorrow. She may swing by and see if we want to travel with her. Yes, of course. I'd, I'd be happy to meet her and, and travel with her. And these gifts, they came from that pale-looking elf. Is, a, is that a... A wooden shield? Yes. Well, uh, let me let me have a look at it. Here. It's quite exquisite, quite light to the touch. Ooh, look. Look at the details. Look at the the etchings on this. It's, it's beautiful work. And is, is that leather armor? It sure is. Oh, also exquisite craftsmanship here. In display. Are you... Are you sh- did, did you have to pay for this? No, that was a strange thing. He insisted we take it. A gift? He wanted to help with the killing of the dragon. Well, he said he wanted to help somebody in a worthy cause. And he overheard us talking about the dragon with that gnome. Who is this wonderful man? I, m- I must meet them. He said his name was Crafferin. Crafferin? Oh, a mighty name. I d- should, I, should I go and thank him? As I don't... I, I really want to get going, but... It feels wrong to just leave with all... Did, did you thank him? We did. He insisted on... On nothing in return. Did he, did he ask for me, particularly, or...? No, he just oh. overheard us talking about the dragon, and oh, oh, okay. he wanted uh, to help us. Okay, well... That's not all he gave us. He also gave us this. And he produces three potions of superior oh, healing. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're, those are quite expensive. Are you, are you sure you didn't rob this poor person? <laughs> I assure you, we did not. So generous. And also this. And he presents this darkened steel... Scimitar. Oh. He said this was magical. Oh, really? Do you think it might be cursed like the last weapon we... I wouldn't think so. 
He but seems, then again, I, I know nothing of magic. He seemed like an honest person. He did. Hmm. Murkob, look at this weapon. Perhaps it can replace the one you lost. I could use a scimitar. Oh, yes, you, you could. What exactly does it do? Well, you, you use it to slice people, I imagine. No, but uh, Fabian there said it was magical. Oh, uh, I don't know. You might have to rest with it. Did he explain what it does? Well, he said it wounds your enemy. Well, all weapons wound your enemy, Fabian. Everyone knows that. I think this is a good a place as any to give a special shout out and a big hearty thank you to our good friend Anthony for his incredibly generous donation. Yes. Of a plus one shield. Oof. A plus one set of leather armor. Oh. He actually donated 10 potions as well. Ooh. But we've converted them into superior potions. Yes. At this point, I think 1d4. Probably isn't, not, yeah. Isn't quite enough, no. So yeah, we rounded up from two and a half potions, which would have been the equivalent to three. And he also gifted a plus one magical weapon. Ooh. But because it was such a spectacular and generous donation, this all came as a bulk, a bulk package. I decided to add a little panaz nice. to the weapon. nice. Just to let you and our listeners know what this does, this weapon will require attunement, but hit points lost to this weapon's damage can only be regained through a short long rest, rather than through regeneration, magic or any other means. Once per turn when you hit a creature with an attack using this magic weapon, you wound the target, and at the start of each of the wounded creature's turns, it takes an additional 1d4 necrotic damage for each time it's been wounded with it. Oh, <laughs> nice. It can then make a DC saving throw, ending the effect of all such wounds on itself. Okay. Alternatively, the wounded creature, or a creature within five foot of it, can use an action to make a medicine check, ending the effect of such wounds. Very well. Well, thank you very much, Anthony. Very, very generous donation. And it is going to go a long way in helping us defeat this dragon. By the way, he also created the NPC that has gifted us these items. That's correct, yeah. That's one of the perks for being one of our top tier members on Buy Me A Coffee. You can suggest NPCs for us to write into the story. And a great example of how you can be a part of the stories we tell in our adventures. Well, I'm going to have to make a note of this person's name and seek him out after we defeat the dragon, eh? Perhaps once we kill the dragon... You'll meet him on your travels back to the Mere of Deadmen. Was he headed that way? He mentioned he was heading over to Leilong, but wasn't sure where to go from there. Well, yes, I will I will have to meet up with him and thank him dearly for it. Perhaps the greatest gesture of kindness we've had since we came to Vandaling. <laughs> no doubt. Finally, someone that's not just looking at their own interests, but are actually helping adventurers like us in our deadly quests. To help the normal citizens of these lands. It's good to know there's some good still out there. Yes, indeed. But it lifts my heart to know of these people. And it lifts my heart to know that soon we will be going to Nomengard, where there are fine gnomes there that are also quite generous. The kings, Fizzlesticks and Dibbledob. <laughs> I wonder if they've made that straight jacket. I hope <laughs> it's not that. Well, I'm intrigued to find out myself. Shall we go? It's going to be difficult to put a straight jacket on a dragon. 
Depends how big it is. Depends how big it is. Maybe it stops it from flying. I can't wait to find out. Let's... Perhaps I've made that... Su- well, no, the sound ray wouldn't help either. Well, Didn't maybe... they mention perhaps a camouflage ray? Perhaps that can help us sneak in undetected. Yes, uh, there were talks of that, yes. We'll see, we'll see. Anyway, let's go. I'm looking forward to meeting them again. Where are we off to now, then? Off to Adabra's. We have some... some coin now. Let's see what we can purchase. <laughs> I suspect not much. Hmm, perhaps Adabra is willing to give us a little Adabra discount. So on this cold winter's evening, true shrubberies begin to make the short journey to Umbridge Hill, which unfolds with a serene and peaceful ambience. Stark contrast from your recent travels. The air is crisp and still, carrying with it the invigorating scent of snow and frost. The land is blanketed in a pristine layer of freshly fallen snow, which glistens like diamonds. As you make your way along the winding path where you first met Fenner, a few ten days ago now, even though it feels almost like a lifetime, it gradually ascends towards the gentle slope of Unbridge Hill. The journey is not a long one, and the simplicity of the route contrasts with the treacherous trails of the Neverwinter Woods, offering a sense of tranquility and solitude that has been rare to find in your travels. The snow-laden trees have their branches heavy with the weight of winter's gift, and cast long graceful shadows upon your path. The only sounds that break the silence are the occasional rustling of birds hidden amongst the evergreens, and the distant murmur of a brook winding its way for the landscape. In the distance, the stone windmill of Umbridge Hill comes into view, standing as a solitary sentinel against the backdrop of a vast, snowy expanse. And I think here's where we're going to call it a session. Ooh. And let's see if Adabra's in there and safe. It's been quite a somber return to Fandolin, but we got there in the end. Yeah, yeah. Got there and left as soon as we got there. <laughs> Didn't linger around too much. Yeah, I don't think it was a kind of return Shu was hoping or expecting. So if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about today's episode, make sure you head on over to www.i2td.com where you can join one of our Buy Me A Coffee membership tiers by following the link to our specific page there. That will give you access to bonus little episodes where we reflect on the sessions that we play. And we go into more depth about, you know, what we think's going on, or rather what True thinks is going on, what happened, what perhaps he's thinking of doing next. And we also talk a little bit about the the week that's gone by and, you know, any future plans we have for the podcast or any goodies. There you can also find our shop where you can donate potions. You can donate certain items too. There's a few sold out already, like the sword, the shield. Thank you, Anthony, again so much for that generous donation. Truly appreciate it, both in-game and as a podcast, because it helps us do what we love doing here. And if you decide to donate, um, it's a way of, again, helping us and for yourselves to become part of the story. Yeah, it's a way of joining us on our adventures and influencing the story we tell, as you've seen today with Anthony's items and the NPC he created for us to to use as well. That's one of the perks of the top tier on our membership level. And if you can't donate or you don't want to donate but still want to help the podcast, you can certainly help us by liking, sharing, commenting, leaving a review, you know, getting the, the good name of Into the Dungeon and Shrew Shrubberies out there in the world. Yeah, and any future modules or content we run. This week we don't have a Twitter Twitter, not because no one replied, just because we didn't post. Oh, we want to keep it 
fresh at times as well, you know, not bog down our X, our Twitter. So with all that said, this leads us to the end of episode club, the last one standing, where you insert the password we're going to give you into a comment anywhere we are at. You can find us on Discord, in our community there. You can find us on X, at Into the Dungeon, on Instagram, YouTube, any of the podcast players of your choice. You insert the comment there using the password, make a witty comment, a funny comment, a lovely comment, whatever it is. And we'll decide on a winner for the week. Which will give you the esteemed title of the Kiyo Masfarada on our Discord channel. Yep, and we'll insert your comment in a thread we have for prosperity. Do you have a password for us today, Nick? Today's password is old acquaintances. A nod to your return to Fandolin. And meeting up with some familiar faces you haven't seen in quite some time. Wish that it had been under other circumstances. But what you're going to do, it's what it is. So without further ado, it's time to bid you farewell. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll catch you next time as we delve into into the the dungeon. dungeon. Shoe? Fit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>